as entrepreneurs, we have to provide leadership. We are driven individuals. We're so driven that oftentimes we don't appreciate everyone around us. Those key people who are making a difference, our clients, our employees, our teammates. Well, in this podcast, you're going to learn how you can do it and do it in a way that's extremely effective where you can make a big difference. Stay tuned. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com John Rowland, yeah, uh, I am so happy to have you here today. I've had so many of your buddies and good friends and clients tell me how talented you are, and you've blown me away with some of the things that you've done and kind of setting the stage for us to get to know each other better. And I wanted to immediately share you with some of the successful entrepreneurs I hang out with here at Accelerating Entrepreneurial Success. So, John, first of all, thank you for joining us with the magic of Skype. Thank you for having me. Well, John, let's set the stage. You know, we're going to, you know, we want to share some really good insights, but I want to get a little background because, uh, you know, when you and I have talked, I struggled a little to understand what it is you do and how you help people. And it's so, you know, it's, it's usually, it's immediately clear when people call you and say, hey, you got to talk to this guy. He's doing some great things and so on. What is it that you do that you help entrepreneurs really uh, build solid relationships with their teammates, their clients, their friends? What is it, John? Well, I mean, as a business, any successful business has key stakeholders, key relationships, suppliers, vendors, employees. And we, most leaders, you know, 80% of the world out there, it's type A men that they might be really good at finances or they might be really good at logistics, but they, if you ask them or their spouse it, what they're, they're weakest at, most of the time it's being a thoughtful giver. You know, we're not wired to be appreciative. And most of the world walks around pretty unappreciated, but we don't feel like we have time to do so. And so we essentially teach CEOs, you know, leaders of professional sports teams, anybody that's dealing with more affluent B2B type relationships, we teach what we call appreciative leadership, which is really just a fancy way of saying we teach people how to deepen relationships, leveraging tangible physical gifting. Yeah, and, it, and it's, it is so powerful, John, to do that. I know I've been, I grew up in the financial services industry and in and I'd love to tell you I was phenomenal at it. I wasn't. Uh, one of my partners, his wife, was phenomenal. And, and she was really good at showing appreciation, the care packages, the thoughtful gifts, uh, the relationships, and so on. And I got a lot of that credit. And I maybe deserve just a tiny bit because she did such a great job. But you've taken it to a whole new level, too, at least in our interaction. It's like... I remember you shot a gift to us and uh, I ran it by my wife and my wife, who's not that easily impressed after 33 years. And, and I said, you know, I, I, we're just exploring working together. And he sent this. I said, wow. You know, that that's really amazing. And then you sent a note just on a little different than a piece of paper. And it was like, 
boy, the, what does this guy do? Uh, so, you know, how, one of the things we're all trying to do is differentiate ourselves and be different. And, and you have, at least in our initial relationship, really done that. But it's, it's, you know, those moments of truth. I mean, we're all, you know, as entrepreneurs, we've got to do two things really well. One, we've got to go ahead and, and literally we've got to get people, you know, we've got to deliver a great experience so we build a strong relationship. And the second is we've got to have more people to raise their hand to explore working with us. And really yep. what you're teaching, you know, does both. Absolutely. I think that uh, in business today, everybody's been kind of conditioned to do the same dog and pony show. It's the same travel and entertainment. We do a trade show. We do a dinner at Morton's. We do a round of golf. We go hunting. It's all very much the same vanilla. Nothing wrong with any of those experiences except that everybody does them. So, you know, if you really do want to stand out and make somebody feel VIP and special, it, uh, it can be very difficult because we've all been trained to do things the same way. Well, and, and it is. I mean, you know, I'm out in Silicon Valley, so we do all those things. I was at Morton the other night, but <laughs> we don't go that hunting as much out here. I grew up in upstate New York, so I do remember it, but out here is not quite as big a deal. Uh, more yep. animal rights type things. But the <laughs> idea is to create these relationship moments that we all have and you know it's just so important and as guys you started it out that so many you know entrepreneurs are male and even if when they're female they're the driven types and we're not really great as you know we're focused on achieving results we're driving hard and so on and those little life moments you know that they they're not acknowledged along the way how do you go about starting that journey of doing that? And, you know, what kind of payoff is it? I, I can think of particularly in my younger days. I'm 58 now. In my younger days, it's like, ah, don't worry about it. You know, yeah, we should do that. But, you know, they'll make enough money. They don't care. or They'll get enough experience and so on. They'll like me for that. Let's keep going. But yep. how do you teach entrepreneurs to be able to deliver a world-class client experience or customer experience that, really shows that appreciation. Let's say with clients first, then we can go to teammates. But And then what kind of return on investment is it other than kind of a feel-good thing? Yeah, well, I think uh, if you look at the, the best brands, some of the best brands in the world, the Ritz-Carlons are the areas that uh, – that they focus on are the little details. And I think mm -hmm. that's, you know, the reason you're willing to spend $400 a night for a hotel versus $100 at the Holiday Inn, they both have four walls, they both have a bed. It's all the little things that make you pay 400% more for basically a very similar core structure. And so I think that from an ROI perspective, people spend a lot of money when there's trust involved, when they, when they feel VIP. You know, we're all emotional beings, and yet, you know, it can be very easy to to treat a business relationship like a transaction, and none of us want to, you know, to have our products purchased like a commodity, and yet, very much so, we treat that, that person or that relationship like a transaction. So, I think the ROI, I mean, I, I can share many stories of our clients being able to land their, their whale, their dream client, or a meeting that they had tried for a year or two to, to land. Um, all around the concept of doing this high-level, what we call strategic appreciation the right way. Yeah, no, and, and I can tell you a few seven-figure deals that I've gotten doing that too. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to get together because 
It's those little moments uh, that, of differentiating yourself that are just so value. You know, one of the segments, and let me do this here, is a, a whole concept that life intrudes, that none of us get out of life unscarred. You know, was there a moment that there was a little scarring along the way that this became you know, clearer to you and lessons learned? Yeah, well, there's been, a, uh, yeah, any entrepreneur that's been, you know, doing things for a while has multiple scars or scar stories. My first was I started a business so I could go afford med school, pre-med. And unfortunately, it was blue collar type position making $40 an hour, you know, climbing poles and ladders. And I fell off the ladder two times, got lucky that I didn't, that I didn't kill myself both times. But I ended up interning with a company and I was scrambling to just make the you know ends meet in college, and fortunately interned with a company called Cutco, the knives, the the knives that your wife so eloquently uh, was she, impressed and by. She was impressed, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and so fortunately, you know, I was a low point because I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to afford school. I'm going to have to drop out. I grew up a poor farmer's kid. You know, got straight A's, but I had to pay for school on my own. And so um, that that tenacity, you know, to find a way it led me to go sell dives door to door for this direct sales company and really led me to, you know, the idea of, of inventing a corporate gifting program for them. And I sought advice from my girlfriend's dad at the time, who was an attorney. And a lot of the principles I teach were born out of that uh, that struggle i was able to to build a relationship with him and he's really the one that he was the the attorney who made all of his money off of non-attorney related things because he was always giving away and everybody always took his phone call and everybody always came to their idea because paul was such a giver and so a lot of what i teach was modeled 14 years ago for me you know this poor farmer's kid in college just trying to make ends meet now it's it's amazing you know it's out of those survival mode a lot of times things just appear and sometimes we got to be hit alongside the head a few times before they become crystal clear but the the market is great at telling us and you know tell me hang on just for a second i want to dive into what what are you working on now john that you're really passionate about because i mean you've got this the whole concept of appreciation and leadership and you're bringing them together you've seen you know on the going door to door, the impact that the, the right gifts can make. And then you've taken it now that you're working with so many top entrepreneurs. We were just talking before the event that you had just been to another mastermind group and just mastermind talks with Jason and just had a, a great experience. And, you know, sharing that with some of the entrepreneurs there, I mean, where's this all taking you? What are you passionate about doing now? Well, I think that uh, one of the things I've realized, you know, in working in all these different industries is just how little there is a strategy being put to appreciation. You know, we're working with a number of financial advisors and, and other entrepreneurs that are fast growth. And I think a lot of times people want to check a box once a year and send a Harry and David's box or some wine of the month club or something. And I've realized that we kind of fell into the trap of just helping people with whatever they were willing to spend on gifting and not really saying, you know, redirecting their travel and entertainment budget and their marketing budgets and getting them to think holistically 365 about a real plan. And so, you know, our pro sports team clients, we're getting them to think more year round about the appreciation and really 
kind of putting into place a, you know, a lot of people have heard of a drip campaign. You know, Chet Holmes mm-hmm. you know, has a great concept. We basically have taken that Chet Holmes concept, except instead of it being a trinket, we've made it to be a world-class personalized type gift. So whether you're going after your dream 100 prospects or whether you're taking care of your dream 100, you know, your current clients, we really have a more holistic plan. So it's not a once a year type thought process, but a year round type type program. Well, and you know, I, I look at it and I think John, you know, the, the reality is we have, you know, many of the entrepreneurs that are with us, whether you're watching us on video or the audio podcast, listening to us, you know, our lifetime value of our clients is huge. And so when we're trying to get them to raise the hand, the right people to raise their hand to explore working with us, you know, there's a lot of value per prospective client in making sure we have the relationship. And then the same with the clients that we have or customers that we have and we're delivering it. And, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth here. It's just you and me and a few thousand other friends. Um, I haven't been very strategic. I mean, it's, it's kind of, I, and I think I'm pretty representative. I've, I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs and that's where it really resonated with me is that what we most often do is, you know, geez, it's, almost, it's Christmas, the holiday season's coming up and let's, you know, what are we gonna send this year? And ah, geez, and I'll ask who's creative in the group or, you know, we'll have teammates that are having, you know, events along the way and, you know, okay, who, who's the most caring of our group? Come up with something, send, you know, this is a dollar amount, go do it. And so there's another way of doing that. Yeah, it, I mean, the idea, you, you talked about it, lifetime value. And I always encourage people to say, you know, what's the current value of that relationship? And in a perfect world, what could it be? And I think a lot of times, you know, we've been successful in spite of ourselves. And we've maybe gotten 10 or 20% of the value of the relationship based upon not pouring more back into it. So I kind of view it, you know, um, you know that 10x principle of, you know, what you you know, you reap what you sow. And I think that in a lot of relationships, we're not sowing enough appreciation and good seeds back into our current relationship. So yeah, maybe they're a hundred thousand dollar client, but if, if you looked at their network and their circles and just that, that person as a whole, we all have had game changing clients where, you know, we thought they were a million dollar client and all of a sudden they became a $5 million client, what that does for our business. And so I think we, we just get people to understand you know, if you're profiting $100,000 on a client, why wouldn't you reinvest 2 to 5% back into that relationship? One, just to solidify that you, your current business with them, but also to inspire them to, you know, do more business with you and to refer you. Um, what would that do to your business? I mean, it's, we're not trying to get people just to spend money, you know, just to be cool. It's, it's, uh, it really is an investment in that relationship. No, and I see some of the most successful relationships I have have used that, John. And, and it's a, you know, the ability to kind of, you know, you talked about this commoditization that's going on. And this is, this is in every industry. We're all struggling with, you know, not being commoditized. And, and in some cases, what we're selling is a commodity, but we get the experience, the brand can be us and we can differentiate ourselves. And, and one of the best ways of doing that is showing how much we appreciate that particular client and customer. And it's like, you know, it's, it's one of those blindingly obvious things that oftentimes we don't do. How, how would you recommend to an entrepreneur who's thinking about doing this, how, how would they 
go about, I mean, I've gone to these, you know, okay, there's 365 days in a year. I've got X number of important clients or customers. I've got to come up with some creative ideas. I got to make sure it gets out to them. I got to, you know, the whole, ah, okay, I'm going to go do, you know, something else. Put that on the back burner and we'll get to that next year. Yeah, that's a 2016 project here. So (laughs) how will we tell our friends that are watching us and listening to us, how do they do that? Because that's, this is something that we all talk about. We kind of in the back of our mind know we should do it, but we're not doing it. Yeah, well, I think that, I mean, it's like anything else. Outsourcing it is one of the easiest ways to, to handle that. But it, it, there are some core questions that you should be asking yourself. We think that there are 16 core questions. But, you know, you know, ask yourself, is the gift reaching their inner circle? You know, so many of the people that we're doing business with, you, for instance, I mean, you're probably, you know, you golf the nicest golf courses, you get access to nice food, nicest hotels. To get your attention is very difficult. So I'm not going to target you. I'm going to target your assistant, your wife, and your kids because those are three people that are in your world, if I make you look cool to them and take care of them, it's a game changer. You know, Cameron Harold's a, a business coach and world-renowned expert. His wife has become my best salesperson. She's talking about me at least once a day because I send things that are related to her, not to him. Because he's getting, you know, bottles of scotch and whatever else. I take care of her with things. And, and so I think taking care of the inner circle. You know, the second thing, you know, most of us, especially in the financial advisor world, you know, we have, you know, custom, you know, monogram shirts that we wear, vanity plates, everything's personalized. And then it comes time to, to send a gift and we send the most generic gift on the planet that doesn't have their name on it. it, has our logo the size of a softball on the chest or on the front of it. Make the gift all about the recipient. You know, I was recently interviewing with somebody and they said, you, John, you got to go check out Bob's used watches down in Florida. And it had a bunch of Rolexes that had been turned in and traded in. And you think, why would somebody trade in a Rolex that they got from a company? Well, the one detail that they got wrong was on this white Air King, white face of this Air King, Domino's put their logo on the face of it and gave it out to their franchisees. Even people that work for the company don't want your brand smack in the middle of it. And so that one detail was completely wrong. Make the gift. Is it a promo that you're handing out at a trade show or is this a gift? Do you make the gift all about the recipient? It's a game changer. That one little detail. Well, and and I got to tell you, it was too, because, you know, nice. I mean, there's no shortage of nice in our house. We've got multiple kitchen, all that stuff and so on. And, And my wife loves cooking. And when we opened up, oh, we got, why'd you get some knives? And then I showed her and it was like, whoa, you know, it had our business logo. It had, it was not only to me, but it was also to my wife, Jean. And I, I didn't remember you asking that question. And, and it was like, oh, and they, for, you know, they, they got a little more prominent spot and they're more likely to be remembered and so on. And I think that's one of the, I think you're the first one to do that in my yeah, I'm 58. I've been in business since uh, 23. So, you know, one heck of a long time. And, and it's just, it's kind of, you know, these are little type things. What else jumps out at you, John? Well, I think that, you know, so many people, you know, default to consumables. And so you measure cost per impression in almost every area of your marketing on the planet, whether it's Facebook ads or whether it's billboards, you say, how many impressions am I going to get? And then it comes time to buy a gift for somebody and you buy something that lasts for a day or five minutes or a week. You're like, oh, but it was only $50. It was only 100 bucks for that bottle of wine or whatever else. 
and it's consumed in minutes. And so we try to think of things that are used daily, you know, knives, whether people entertain or whether they're a foodie. The reason it's cool and the reason it works is, one, you've probably never received knives as gifts, but two is it sticks around. I mean, it's not like you said yeah, you, you have multiple you kitchens. Well, you can't throw them out. You just can't. They'll never be thrown out. I mean, it's just not going to happen. No, and it didn't have my brand anywhere on it. I made it all about you and your wife, and you didn't tell me what your wife's name was. With a little bit of research, my, my team can – it's amazing okay. if you put the effort out. Like social media is a beautiful yeah, thing, but easy. most people don't <laughs> leverage it. I can find out wives' names, kids' names, you know, not to be creepy or a stalker, but these are your most valuable, valuable relationships. Why would you not do the extra steps or research? You can delegate it to somebody over in India if you really wanted to. That information's out there, and so whether we're taking care of somebody's thousand best relationships or just ten, that extra personalization research, finding things that are used daily, so I actually measure the cost per impression, and you know you'll have it for the next 20, 30, 40 years. That's a pretty good, you know, way to stay top of mind because with so much noise, especially digital noise, you know, cutting through the clutter and being able to really like stay top of mind. I mean, that's really at the end of the day, we all want people to remember us on a regular basis so they can refer us business so that they will do business with us so that our name gets brought up at cocktail parties when they're yeah. at their most intimate conversations, you know, and frankly, the knives work is most people are eating food somewhere in their kitchen. And I just so happen to get brought up at pretty much every family gathering on the planet. Yeah. And, it's, it's just so powerful. And I mean, you're talking about cutting through the noise of the marketplace. I mean, the average, successful family is getting over 4,000 marketing messages a day. And we shooting a bottle of scotch or a good bottle of wine, you know, that's remembered for about an hour. And, you know, being thoughtful on this, tying it together, I just think is so valuable. So, John, any, you know, on last area that I, I know I'm not going to let you get the 16 in, but is there any other area you want to emphasize? Well, I think that what, uh, you know, whatever you're going to do, whether it's if it's a coffee mug or whether it's a set of knives or whatever, like make it the best, you know, like a lot of people go middle of the road with whatever they do and they think it's good enough. So if I give out a coffee mug, which I don't because I, I think it's a little tacky, but if I gave out one, it'd be a $50 mug. It'd be the best coffee mug on the planet. And I think taking that that mindset of instead of what's the cheapest I can get by with say, what's the most I could possibly spend on this? Like our business cards, we spend $3. Our letterhead that I sent you that you so that you commented right. on, that's 8 bucks. People think that's insane, but relative to a $20 yeah. brochure, an $8 piece of letterhead is one of the best investments I make. Well, and you and think so, about it, people will send out FedEx, you know, and spend 20 bucks, or I don't remember how you sent yours. You may have, I don't think it came in a regular envelope. Yeah. I mean, it's, a black, a black envelope with silver yeah. foil. It was, it was yeah. different, but it, yeah, it wasn't yeah, a $20 you were, FedEx. You were, gonna, you were gonna open it up, but it was cheaper doing it that way than a FedEx, but made much more, I mean, I got FedEx every day at least. And yours, I don't think I've ever gotten. So, you know, again, thinking through this and it's, and, you know, and I haven't been able to shoot that out even yet. I, I will. That one I will shoot out, but I haven't shot that out yet. So, John, let's, let's move away for a second. We've got a, another segment I want to cover. Yeah. 
And this is the app of the day. And we were talking about it. You're, you're a little bit of a road warrior out there helping all these entrepreneurs. What's the app that you would recommend? Well, I've dropped 40 pounds in the, the last eight months. And one of the ways is when I'm on the road, you know, finding a healthy place that's in every city that's quick and easy to eat is pretty difficult. And so I'm a big fan of Tim Ferriss and his four hour body. And so he has this slow carb diet, which many people are avoiding carbs. That's the cool thing. Avoid gluten, all that kind of stuff. So I'm on that bandwagon. So I use Chipotle. I go to Chipotle and I hate waiting in a 45 minute line to get a freaking $6 burrito. I just put up their website so that everybody can see. And, and yeah, so how do you use this app, John? I'm able to skip the line and, you know, I, I'm able to get my six or $7 burrito with no, you know, no rice and all that other kind of stuff in literally 30 seconds versus waiting for 30 minutes. So it's literally saved me an enormous amount of time. It sounds pretty cheesy for that to be one of my favorite apps, but on the road, it's, uh, it's been a, a lifesaver. Yeah, no, this is, I mean, this is where, I mean, what, technology is just amazing anymore. And, you know, the nuances that we can do are just so powerful as we go out and, you know, whether it's Uber for cars, whether your whatever your favorite restaurant is, they have an app, you know, the, the airlines now all have apps and they have their boarding passes. I mean, it's, it's really gotten so efficient. How about, let's go to the next one. Yep. And it is the book of the day. What would you recommend as a book of the day? One of my favorite books, at least as of recently, uh, that I just finished is a book called Give and Take uh, by Adam Grant. Let me put and, it up on, I'm pulling up on Amazon and showing it. It's got 263 customer reviews and it looks like almost every single one's a five star. Why not surprising. Like it? Yeah, it's, it basically segments and gives research. Adam is, I think, the youngest tenured professor at, at Wharton and he essentially has broken people down into givers, takers, or matchers. And I'm sure a lot of the people that are on your show are, are, you know, would consider themselves a giver. And it essentially talks about givers either at the top of their their class, whether they're a doctor, a lawyer, or the bottom. And a few minor details of how we interact with the world determines whether you're a, a winner as a giver or whether you're a loser as a giver and gives multiple case studies. And it's just a, I, it took me, you know, literally a day to read. It was one of those kind of books you couldn't put down. I will definitely download it after this interview, and I'm going to put you on the spot on this next segment. Perfect. And this is what we call the entrepreneurial insight of the day. What's the, you know, John, we've had, had some really good advice, and it's not common advice. I mean, it's, it's more things that are floating around in the back of our head that we don't deal with, and you're bringing them front of mind. But what, what's the one thing you would share with your peers, you know, other successful entrepreneurs that they could really make a big difference with? I think that oftentimes in gifting and a lot of what we do, people hear the $3 business card or the $8 card, they think they have to spend more money. It's a matter of when I'm successful, then I can afford to spend those sorts of things. And I think a, a common thread that goes through all of our our strategies is whatever everybody else is doing, do the exact opposite. And it's such a simple aha, duh type thing. But most of the time when we work with a client, they're not spending more money, they're actually spending less. And it's just a, it's easy. Nobody gets fired for hiring IBM or nobody gets fired for spending a million dollars on a trade show. 
But imagine if you're able to redirect that million dollars towards your most important relationships. What would that look like and how would that change your business or even half of it? A lot of times we'll just say cut whatever your budget is in half and let's redirect a portion towards um, those key relationships or people that you want to have key relationships with. And it's amazing what takes place when you do the opposite of what everybody in your industry is doing. Yeah, no, I mean, clarity and focus as entrepreneurs, we all know, adds a lot of value. Let's go to this. Okay, John, I, I want to go over my notes here and I want to share it with my fellow entrepreneurs so, so they can see one that I was paying attention, but more importantly, what you can take back to your group and really share with them so that you can execute and have even more success. You know, number one, I think, you know, it was really, I'm going to use the word appreciative and that we want to be more appreciative and we want to be at, in a thoughtful but systemic process so that we're looking big picture. That was number one. Number two is the inner circle. It was just a big reminder to me. You know, so often I'm focused on, you know, the key decision maker, but they're surrounded by teammates, assistants, you know, family members, and so on. And oftentimes it's a little easier to get to the other people and make a big impression. So the inner circle, the importance of that. And then I got to tell you, the make it the best. Uh, it's one that so many of us as entrepreneurs say, but don't always do. And we certainly don't do it when we're showing our appreciation. So how did I do on that, John? Was I paying attention along the way here? Absolutely. Actually, impressively, because a lot of times people completely miss the mark. Well, so. well and I just want to encourage everybody. This is, you know, some important I mean, it's, you know, we, we're working so hard to differentiate ourselves, get out of the noise of the marketplace. And these are some really pretty easy things we can do, and we can do them systemically and be thoughtful about it and really make a difference. John, what are some of the, uh, uh, well, let me play this. So, uh, this is a resource segment, and let me pull up your website. I'm going to pull up first because you have two websites. This is uh, you know, your corporate one. And, and then I'm going to flash real quick your personal one, John. And there you got a knife. I'm a little more scary on that one than the other one. But <laughs> t tell us what resources are available to uh, our fellow like-minded entrepreneurs at both of your uh, sites. Yeah, so rulinggroup.com is basically focused on people that really want to execute a gifting program. They're, you know, they've heard it. They're like, yes. I want to do this, but I, I, I don't have the bandwidth or I don't know how. Whereas John Rulin is more focused on, is, a, is more of a teaching resource. And so it's more focused on my speaking and consulting and more, you know, some of the strategies that we put in place. Because really at the end of the day, the, the gifts without the strategies don't really make a huge impact. So one's more education focused, one's more execution focused. No, and, 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 and extremely valuable in both, no matter what direction. You know, you want to be thoughtful, systemic, and really make a difference. I mean, that's, that's why we're getting together here at Accelerating Entrepreneurial Success. It's all about sharing some of the best ideas that we collectively have. Make sure to share this with your friends. The transcript's available at aesnation.com, as well as all the links that John talked about. John, uh, thanks again for sharing the insights and being out there and really making a difference. 
thanks for uh, thanks for having me. And tell uh, tell Gina I look forward to uh, to meeting her. Well, and she does you as well. In the meantime, all our fellow entrepreneurs, let's go out and make a difference. Your clients, your customers, and all those future clients and customers—they're counting on you. Don't let them down. Wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com